Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Text Message, the UK-focused technology podcast with me, Nate Langson. And me, Ian Morris. There he is. This is the second time we started the show because I did... Uh, how, what would you describe the noise I made during the... Um, it was like you were engaged in uh, warrior nun activities, like kung fu or something. Right. Okay. Not what I was expecting you to say. I thought you were going to say... Because I thought it sounded like the noise someone would make if they accidentally sat with their trousers down on a, like on a stove, like a hot stove. It was a bit like that, but it sort of had a cartoonish kind of sound to it. Kate in our live chat says it was quite Partridge-esque, Alan Partridge-esque. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It was a bit that. Well, it, I mean, we shouldn't go on about it because no one's going to hear it, right? Well, I'll probably... Are we put it at the I end? I mean, now I'm going to have to put it in at the end of the show for the patrons on the, on the extended version because we include outtakes at the end every week and that's probably now quite an appropriate one. But anyway, I wanted to say something. Uh, which is that yes. we put out an extra message uh, earlier in the week where I rambled through a forest and rambled into a microphone about how I was trying to fix my PC. First time I've had to really fix a PC in quite some time. And while I was walking, I I, I, I said, I think it's going to be a problem with the RAM. I think it is. And I correct. I was correct. And I had... It, a, almost, it a, almost always is the RAM. Bad stick of RAM. And I managed to fix that ram and i've now got 16 brand new gigabytes of ram in my uh, in my pc my gaming computer and it's working like a charm so just to bookend that for those of you who heard that it it worked uh, and of course if you want to go and listen to it go and get extra message and uh, hear me explain the background to that um you seem to have a problem with uh, that pc of yours because the last time wasn't it that that the you needed to put more um thermal compound on the cpu didn't you it was overheating, that's right I that's right remember but believe it or not, i said to you yeah believe it or not that was about five years ago good um, grief yeah. how time flies when you're having two computer problems exactly exactly and i did touch on that in extra message that i had to once reseat the uh the the, the heatsink with some fresh thermal paste was um, um did you give me any uh, credit for coming up with the idea i think it was me that suggested it that, was, wasn't it it was your idea, but I'll be absolutely honest. I took yeah. full credit for it in the podcast. I, I did. I knew it. I knew it. The next extra message, everyone, is going to be me telling everyone how that was my idea Ian's, for 15 minutes. Ian is up for extra message next and is due to deliver his episode next week. So maybe it'll come into and it. Given However, how little there is to talk about at the moment, it's going to be a bit of a challenge. It'll well, either be that or... You've applied yeah. the um, the yeast to this explan- cake explanation <laughs> here in that you've you've raised something quite important, which is that this week's news in the tech world has been basically two things in the mainstream. One, mm. I mean, I'm discounting the implosion of Facebook to a certain extent, uh, has been yes. what's going on with Twitter slash Elon Musk and yes. what has been going on with FTX and the crypto implosion yeah. of 
that and we exchange. don't do crypto so we're not talking out. about either of those things not directly at least because i mean frankly who wants to hear us talk about that i certainly don't want to talk about it because i spent all weekend reading and writing about no. it um but th- the drought of news um has meant that we had to sort of deep uh, d- dig deep into our news bag and i did think that we've been thinking a lot about social media um over the last couple of weeks and what's been happening with twitter has made me reflect on what both what i consider social media to be but also what i consider a valuable social media platform to be because mm. let's take a step back 3 years ago um and beyond we would have considered social media by and large to have been instagram twitter wechat um facebook obviously and the like like things that are predominantly public platforms for mass consumption a lot happened in that time both political um and 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 otherwise to the point that some people myself included have really withdrawn quite significantly from social media you know i don't tweet anymore the only thing i put on instagram is drum videos and that seems to be about once every three months i'm not on facebook um Mm. and so on and so forth but i don't feel antisocial because what i've realized i found the biggest value in are platforms like signal groups and particularly discord and various discord servers um obviously we we use that for for text message we have a great community for any and all of our patrons it's very enjoyable but also ones for certain other podcasts. DTNS has a has a really cool Discord that I'm more of a lurker in than anything else, um, and then several for for gaming guilds that I that I have, and I found mm. that that kind of semi semi private approach to social networking is actually much more valuable to me because it's quite specific to the topics that I want to talk about, which otherwise social media isn't. It tends to be quite personal, quite broadcasty. Um, and I also get more from it because of the, I don't know, the specificity, if that's the right term, um, of of some of the servers and channels that I join, which is why I've been also quite curious about Mastodon, which is very Twitter-like. Have you tried Mastodon? No, this is the thing. I've only this week started ah. looking into it. I had to edit. Um, uh, one of the reporters uh, wrote about, uh, about it and basically had written about some of the alternatives to Twitter, um, both... Uh, things like Parler and Trump's Truth Social, things like that, but also stuff like Mastodon and even Tumblr, which I didn't realize is is really pushing to make a bit of a comeback in the in the wake of Ugh. what's been happening with 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 Twitter. So it's really been quite interesting just to think about if this is a reflection point of where value in social media um, lies. I actually answered my own question in advance by moving a lot of people into things like signal and and discord and not feeling Mm. like i was missing out and i think that's why and i wondered if your opinion is is similar because you're still quite active and angry on twitter (laughs) yeah you summed that up much less angry on mastodon which is interesting mastodon i mean i think part of the part of the thing is twitter encourages rage I feel. Um, and for, but actually, for a very long time, I've been feeling like Twitter 
is it, it, it's it, it's leaving me feeling quite um what's the word i want to use here deflated bereft um yeah uh, yes it, yes that's it i mean so for example i was looking at twitter this morning and it was you know there were a couple of things and i saw a couple of replies to tweets and i was just like this is just so annoying like i'm really just annoyed by this and i can't there's nothing there's nothing i can say like there there are people on, on twitter who are just wrong they're not you know wrong in my opinion they're objectively wrong yeah and What's the point in even bothering to correct these people? Half of them are idiots, and half of them are disingenuous, and it's just it's just infuriating. And I actually believe that Twitter. In fact, it, I, I would I would say Twitter does two things. Twitter very effectively um, mirrors my general mood. So if I was going to be, if you watch me on Twitter, you'll, you'll probably be able to tell what sort of mood I'm in quite easily. <laughs> for one thing um and secondly i think it it has a massive influence on it you can't escape if you're on twitter all day or not all day but you know you check twitter on on, on a full day you you just can't escape from the news and i feel like that's part of a problem now mastodon on the other hand is kind of different in that you have you have some options so for example you could pick a server for mastodon that really reflected who you are so you could go for something that was like you could you could pick like maybe there's a podcasting one or that you know maybe there's a a drummers or musicians mastodon i'm sure there were both um, there's also a great so band you could called mastodon one. there is you could go with the mastodon mastodon um and and then so what you would have then is you would have and you wouldn't necessarily have to use it but if you looked at just the tweet the sorry the toots on that server you would you would then see like just people like you talking about things that you're interested in and you could have an experience on that platform you wouldn't necessarily need to say anything it wouldn't necessarily be about news it wouldn't be current events and if it was it might be hidden behind a content warning because the mastodon community is very quite careful about not like they tried to keep everything that people don't want to see behind a a sort of a warning as such you can turn that off if you want to see everything um but it, it it's more i think it's a more considerate social network but the the thing that interests me deeply about mastodon and the thing that makes me wonder about what's next for the internet and social media as a whole is in a way ties into web3 which i i hate to say because i find web3 to be truly irksome at the moment uh, but the idea of services operating on a platform but kind of above it so mastodon you could you know, make your own server, do your own thing. You could have your own app. It would there wouldn't be anything from to, to stop someone like Microsoft coming along, for example, and launching its own kind of service on the top of Mastodon. Like you could use the protocol and all that kind of thing, and they could build an entire community, you know, on the top. Um, and I don't think any, there would be anything to stop them from monetizing that if they wanted to. You know, it's it's interesting. I I, do, I feel like is this is this what's next? Is it do we now accept the fact that the social media pa- uh, companies have way too much power and that they need to be removed in, in, in a way? The content and the platform need to be separated from each other. And is that perhaps the future of usable social media? Well, well, who's going to pay for it? And that's it, the question. It might be. I mean, I think people end up paying for, for apps. I mean, I've certainly paid more money to third-party Twitter apps 
developers than to Twitter itself ever. Mm. You know, I bought Tweetbot in various forms back in the day. I would use yes. Twitterific or Tweety or any of these other ones. I, goodness knows how many I bought over over the years. Um, but it was always to those people that I would give the money, and Twitter was just the plumbing underneath. Um, yeah, Mast- but interesting question. I wonder if Elon will change that again because one of the problems, obviously, with Twitter was it shut down its commercially accessible API. Could, could yeah. Elon reopen that and make it usable again? Who knows? Well, it's it's possible, but the but the broader question here isn't strictly speaking about how something like Mastodon works. It's more that is there a does it fulfil a need that is now left vacant by all the changes in big social media, or and 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 it, and even if so, is it something that we want to actually be a part of? Because I've never felt less social in many in many ways um yes you know i have a better relationship with a smaller group of people i like a lot yeah using things a blend of things like signal and discord and um and various other tools rather than one big spam everything to everyone platform um yes and not i I get what you're saying and i know that that works for you but I'm yeah. interested because I because one of the things one of the sad things about you not being on Twitter is that I I liked hearing from you, but it's difficult because you have to balance these days your professional reputation and what you say on Twitter, um, and I'm, not that I'm saying that you would say anything outrageous, but even so, it, it places an emphasis on being so careful that you're sort of like, well, do I want to say that? Could that be construed as something? I tried to make this point about verification and the idea that being verified should mean that you at least take some responsibility for what you're saying and you try your hardest not to mislead people. Of course, that's all gone out of the window now, um, although verification has been suspended again. But, like, I don't know. I, 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 I feel like I get the best out of you on Signal, but I miss public Nate <laughs> in a way. Do, 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 I, do you understand I, what I'm saying? I, I, I do understand. Ridiculous. I do understand what you mean, but I'll be honest. I don't miss public Nate. Um, yeah, I know what you mean, though, because I feel the same way about public Ian. He's you a know. dick. Yeah, public <laughs> Nate. I mean, back when I tweeted a lot, um, there was always the, the fact that I used to drink quite a lot, um, and a let's just say a young, arrogant, slightly inebriated Nate on Twitter is not a Nate that I particularly want to ever be again, and indeed... Agree. Uh, I mean, not be. with you particularly, but... Yeah, but but it's... but it's it, There's this, that, that, that need to, to be heard, and I don't feel the need to be heard um, in that in that sense yeah. anymore. Do you think that that may be because you now have a... I mean, this isn't necessarily because it wasn't true at CNET, but because we did have a good voice at CNET. Like, we were the, the site, really, weren't we? Yeah. In those days of, you know, .co.uk being a distinctive brand. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and now you obviously have a, a, a big job at, you know, a big company, and you, you have an audience. I mean, maybe not... I don't know. It's, diff- it's different, but maybe that... Maybe that bit doesn't need to be scratched anymore does that make any sense i think maybe if we didn't have the podcast maybe it'd be different that is true we do have the podcast i've not even thought about it in that context but we but we have the podcast and we're very careful on on the podcast not to 
breach whatever kind of rules that may or may not be set yes. for us by our employers. Um, and we and we keep professional and we try to stick to things we know about. But maybe that's part of it. Maybe maybe if text message didn't exist, you and I would be frequent tweeters still, or maybe or or mastodonians. Mastodonians. <laughs> I don't know. Tutors. Tut. Oh God. There it, is. Yeah, it, the name does not work. <laughs> there in there, there's a great chat going on in our in our Discord. I can see Rich and russ nick uh, and john chatting chatting quite a lot about the benefits of it and and mastodon does seem to be something that appeals to um to people like us but that was the it's way nice. of twitter yes. in the early days it, it was, was it was for it was for nerds i kind of feel the tipping point was when oprah winfrey and barack obama joined and then it it flipped from being a thing for nerds wow. and tech journalists and bloggers to the every person's thing to being the kind of catch-all for customer service that it is uh, or at least was yeah before the last couple of weeks um you know that it became to be well this is this is my argument and it's not and it's an argument that you can make about podcasting as well in that you know these things start off as middle class white people yeah <laughs> you know doing their thing because people do mock podcasters because it's such a white man thing to do and i get it and it makes me laugh um but what you know but ultimately we're not doing it because you know we think we're more important than everyone else we do this show because we like talking to each other we have fun doing it we have our own opinion about tech that and and we've evolved into something that's a little bit different like that you know we're not doing regular tech show um and but then you get the celebrities that come along and they always distort every platform you know they ruin everything um and and yes that will happen you know i mean stephen fry went to mastodon and presumably immediately got a million followers and you know that's not the that's not the experience most people have you know those guys can go anywhere and and that people will follow them there and i do feel like Yes, you're right. The the early days of Twitter, the early days of Mastodon that were maybe I mean it's not it's been around ages. I first joined it years and years ago and that and my original server's now gone and has been replaced by a porn site, believe it or not. Um and uh, so I'm not joking. And um so it's it's one of these things, isn't it? Like you, if you get in early on enough, early off, early enough on. What am I even trying to say? Um you you get a very different experience. Um, so that, so that's interesting, and, and I guess also it's not algorithmically driven. Twitter, on the other hand, is pushing more towards that, and I've become alarmed recently because part of what Musk was saying was that if you aren't verified, your your content will be suppressed. Now I don't use the algorithmic timeline on Twitter; I use chronological, but I have this feeling that that chronological option will go away because it doesn't exist on Instagram and it doesn't exist on Facebook and it probably doesn't exist anywhere. Uh, Twitter's unique in that it still offers it, but it isn't the default. If you're using Twitter as a novice and you don't know that that's an option, you're seeing what an algorithm thinks you should see. And that means that people can be suppressed. Uh, obviously, Mastodon just doesn't have that functionality. There is no algorithm. It, ca- it you know, you see it in chronological order, and that's it. And you only see things from people you follow on the whole, and things that are shared by people you follow. Um, so it's 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 a very different experience, and uh, and obviously, Mastodon will never be an algorithm because that's just not what they're about. So I, you know, is it a rebellion about algorithms? I mean, in a way, I guess, but how do we survive without algorithms it's very difficult practically well you mentioned suppression uh, i think it's time to suppress this discussion <laughs> um 
and, uh, and and make a decision about whether all the changes in social media have made us reevaluate our opinion on being on social media to the extent that we want to partake in some of these newer breeds, some of these public-private hybrids like Discord, perhaps like Mastodon. Who knows? But uh, if you have an opinion on this, do let us know via the usual method, which is to send us an email, an electronic <laughs> mail, to hello at uktechshow.com. You know, moving on from the <laughs> no news this week, here's what I found, mate. Go Netflix on. is going to stream a Chris Rock uh, performance live. Oh, Imagine I like that. Chris. I like Chris Rock. Well, I like Chris Rock. He's a very funny man. It's going to be very entertaining, I'm sure. Um, but it does feel a little bit like we've reinvented TV again. Uh, you know, Netflix isn't the first streaming company to do live TV. Amazon does it for sport quite a bit. And US streamer Hulu and YouTube even offer services similar to cable TV um, that are, you know, streamed over the internet. And of course, we've got Skyglass doing that exact thing. So my question to you really is, uh, is it is it perhaps true that live TV was better than everyone thought? And actually what we crave is someone to pick things for us to watch. Possibly. I think um, we've t- we, we may touch on something here that we didn't actually plan on talking about, but I just remembered reading that the, um, the, the new series of The Crown on Netflix was the first... Um, the first one that we got to, that we got to see ratings for, as in Barb ratings, ah. and it was and the new season was watched by 1.1 million people on its first day. But I also mm. read that the final episode was watched by something like 200 in the first day, like 200 people, and and just showed really? that, that, that that there were like 200 people in the UK who binged the Crown from beginning to end in in one day, in a single day, and it raised a question about the value of live because the celebrity um jungle experience show um was also <laughs> out on that that day i think and um had w- had way more people watching it the difference being that the live one had immediate value and very little long tail whereas the crown if it picks up a million a million in day one it's still going to be there in a year and we'll still pick up lots and lots of people on the way but well i hate the- to almost professionally tie this back into the previous conversation but uh that live tv thing is relevant because it is a social media event well that's true but so is the and crown, that's what drives and- i'm a celebrity i'm sorry i wasn't supposed to name it <laughs> but yes well it, the crown is but you can't talk about it on social media because people aren't watching it at the same time and they're watching it as you've just pointed out at completely different cadences yes that is also true well, that's a point. So, in that case, a, 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 a Chris Rock special. I mean, he's a, he's a comedian, so I assume it's a stand-up comedy show. It is, yeah. Um, it it falls into neither category, in that sense, because it's not because it is long tail. It does have long-term value. Yes. Um, but it's being streamed live, but it's not something where you would need where spoilers would really ruin it. Because you don't know who's been no. voted off. Presumably, he's not voting um, ex members of parliament out of jungles. He's probably making fairly informed, intelligent, sophisticated 
jokes about that's what i would understand based on my understanding of him yeah. yes so it, yeah i mean but it, so it's, but it it's, still will yeah. have a people watching it live talking about it as it's happening kind of vibe yeah sure there's no sort of actions to talk about but it, it will be something you know potentially that people will talk about together you know eurovision's the same i mean obviously that's different because there's voting but you know what i mean like people like to talk and this goes back to the original conversation why does social media even exist well it's because people like to talk and they like to talk about things that are happening and most of the time in society the things that are happening are awful so watching a bit of enjoyable tv itv's managed to nail this because not only has it managed to produce an awful show but it's also managed to invite someone awful on it that reminds everyone about all the awful things he did which is brilliant awfully lucrative it seems yes and it's done extremely well on social media and is obviously very popular on the channel but i'm fascinated by only a million people watching the crown that's not a lot but that's in the uk on day yeah one. but that's a, that, no no i know but that's not a lot I mean, I think most people would be pretty happy these days with a million people in one country watching the first episode. Well, what does episode Doctor of... Who get? Doctor I don't, Who probably... I don't know the answer to that. Well, Doctor Who probably does get more, but, but Doctor Who's also airing on a free-to-air TV channel. I mean, all right, yes, you need yes, a license fee, but, but but let's be honest, you, you, you don't have to. Um, it's not paywalled like, ne- like, like Netflix is. Um, and I thought that was interesting. I mean, the, the Netflix thing is it will be commercially driven because and i mean that in sense of it's done in a way to make more money to diversify we've seen that with it launching ads um but it's doing it in a way that reminds me of how it did things when it started doing originals back in the day and things like house of cards and um, orange is the new black where it was big budget initially geared quite to a u.s audience i think um but was available worldwide but it became mm. its next big thing. It became what Netflix is actually known for. Because before those originals took off, Netflix, at least in Britain, was um, the bargain bin outside the almost out-of-business video rental store. Like, you went to Netflix not knowing what you wanted to watch because you knew that nothing you wanted to watch would be there, but you might find something that you did want to watch because its algorithm was quite good at suggesting it. But you could never want to watch something and go to Netflix to find it, whereas now you very much can. Um, but it's also been augmented by hugely successful TV shows. Your opening question in our script, have we just reinvented TV? I wouldn't put it past Netflix having done so. I really yes. do. There is so much commercial value in live. And if you've got the budget to pull in names like Chris Rock, or you imagine doing bringing back a live... I mean, imagine if Netflix did... Strictly, well, not straight to come dancing, but if something, something, something of that ilk, of that ilk, that you know, so, or, or something like, um, like I'm a celebrity, but but with the kind of budget that that they would that they would do. I mean, it would be a very different presentation. <laughs> so for, I was going to say, turn sure. Squid Game real. I mean, and bring the same people on it because they would. That would be brilliant. If you get all the dregs of celebrity into a jungle, knowing that most of them were going to get shot um, before the series had run its course, I mean, that is, let's be honest, that would be compelling viewing. I'm not saying I want it to happen, but it would be, um, I mean, it'd get get people talking on on Mastodon. (laughs) Yeah, it it certainly would. Um, I mean, and to some extent, I, I... 
sort of agree because I, I struggle sometimes and I was, I've, I've put this in the script because I, there are the amount of times I sit down and want, think, well, I'll watch something on Netflix and then have to sort of scroll through uh, endless sort of poster art for different things and not make a decision about it. Sometimes maybe live TV is the answer. And if Netflix can sort of pick a bunch of stuff that, you know, if it could put together a really good primetime schedule for like eight to 10 o'clock or something where, you know, shows were debuted, I, I, I could potentially see myself tuning in and go, you know what, it's easier, it's on tonight, I'll watch it at eight, um, then I've seen it kind of thing. Do you see what I mean? I, I know do. it's ridiculous. No, it's not ridiculous. You've, you've jogged my memory about a feature that my media server here has at home, which is that you can basically play your entire media library on shuffle and mm. have it unending so anytime you switch it on you'll just be in the middle of one of any of the show tv shows or movies that you own part way through yeah which be- is good so like for yeah. friends yeah. that's perfect isn't it yeah but it might but it may, may just as equally be wife swap yeah or well, that it, works as well or it may be anything else you never know and, I mean, bearing in mind a lot of those shows are designed for exactly that, you know, like um, you can theoretically tune into Four in a Bed or whatever it's called at any point during it. Um, but the best time to watch it is when it's on Sunday and you get to see the whole thing. Do you know there's something called, is it De- uh, Decision Paralysis or Option I know, Option Paralysis was the name of an album by Dylan Escapeplan. But I think it might be a real thing. Basically, the more choices you have for something, the harder it is to make a decision. And it's kind of the Apple model to a certain yeah. extent, or at least was, like release one very good thing and yeah, everyone will anymore. go and buy it. Um, and um, and actually having a live experience where lots of things that you like are just perpetually being looped at random means you're always going to be watching something that you probably like, but you're but it's taking away the, the decision. You know, it's like it's why shuffle mode on on music albums is uh, music libraries is quite good you never know what's just going to appear that you'd forgotten about unless you're adele in which case they're satan it let's was not adele, go, wasn't let, it let's not get into adele again um <laughs> we've had that view i think i didn't previously like mentioned previously mentioned doctor who got last episode of doctor who got 5.3 million all right i mean yeah fair point that is big i mean no, that- it's just interesting i just think it's interesting because you know we're because ta- you know netflix hasn't published ratings before and as you said they're only uk i'm sure the crown was watched by probably you know 100 million people worldwide but it's interesting that in the uk which is a comparable audience for say doctor who it wasn't actually a lot of people but that's not to say but you know everyone will have watched it in the week or whatever so it will do well i just think you know it's an interesting statistic yeah it really is um well let us know if you have any thoughts on whether live is the new well live on demand demand, yeah um what's a maybe there's a good model that somebody's got out there that they have been enjoying in a in another country or elsewhere you can let us know let ian know specifically because then he'll he'll tell me um by sending us an email to... Do you want to take the email, Ian? Um, so, hello at uktechshow.com. Oh. You win. Well done, mate. Have you heard of somebody called Bo Hansen, Ian? Uh, no. He's a genius. Or she's a genius. Who is he? 
one of our latest patrons so thank you bo hansen for joining us uh, and being a amazing person amazing person yeah Uh, i I also i can't say enough good things about bo hansen yeah i I also uh, wanted to flag a tweet that came in from adam lowe who was listening to episode 289 uh we were talking quite in depth about fax machines and i have to say i'm particularly proud of that episode i thought we did a bang-up job talking about the facts i thought we got the facts correct and i thought the facts was done their justice anyway um adam says my partner worked at a chain jewelry store won't name for obvious reasons and left approximately a year ago they are slash were still using fax for communications to all 200 plus shops even during covid wow can you do a broadcast fax is that something a broadcast fax yeah just wondering if you had like a morning bulletin that you wanted to send to your shops oh, is it possible to somehow send them out all at once no i guess it isn't how would you do that it wouldn't work would it be quite difficult but It'd interesting very difficult interesting to know that it, it's not just hospitals and um other public institutions it's it's also rife in the jewelry sector <laughs> crazy stuff well um yeah, it is other crazy stuff's been happening in the wider world of technology, of course, this week, and um, we've glossed over some of the biggest stories, but I'll tell you someone who hasn't. His name's Tom Merritt. Here he is to prove us right. Correct. This week on Daily Tech News Show, why that weird software error might be due to a cosmic ray flipping a bit in your computer chip. I mean, it probably isn't, but it might be. Is TikTok's appeal limited to the phone, and can it hypnotize you while you're there? Apple is collecting some data even when you tell it not to, and we can't figure out why. And if you heard about the crypto exchange FTX collapsing, we explain the whole thing in a way the layman can understand. And... Yeah, we talked about Twitter some, but usually by the time we finished a sentence about it, things had changed and the sentence was no longer relevant. So we kept it to a minimum. All that and much more <laughs> at DailyTechNewsShow.com. And that happened to us. Yeah, ain't that the truth? It yeah. happened to us as well last week. So no one's yep. no one's immune. It's a fast-moving beast uh, like a cheetah or any animal falling from a great height. Uh, thank you very much, Tom. Uh, DailyTechNewsShow.com. I have to say, I've been following the FTX uh, stuff absolutely with with a keen eye. I think it's a fascinating uh, turn of events. Some great stories. Uh, obviously, some fantastic stories on Bloomberg.com. Um, but also a great explanation in audible form from Tom Merritt. Go and listen to that. Um, Ian, I have nothing else to say to you. No, and I have nothing else to say to you either after a week of really just quite tedious news. Although it has been hilarious on Twitter. I mean, if you're not on it, just go and check out some of the hilarity. Bye, everyone. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.